0: How's it going, everybody? It's Thursday night. It's your Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast, and we have a lot to get into tonight, including Sami Zayn in Montreal. Should the man be champion today? Is it time for AEW to choose a different direction from MJF? And is there an actual surprise announcement that could be made by Tony Khan that would be worthy of being called? A big surprise. All that and more tonight on your Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. Stay tuned, folks. We're getting into it right after this. Everybody, it's your big gold belt wrestling podcast on another thursday night here with the guys and we almost got a full house not quite as two changes away this week but in his place we got damian g back for the first time since we started season three here how's it going damian
1: it's going well everybody good to be back missed you guys ready to talk some wrestling
0: Heck yeah. Good to see you again back with the crew. And of course, down below, we got the giant crab, Jamal and Silly Sellers. How's it going, gentlemen?
2: Uh, All good. Good. Productive week. I turned on my air conditioning in February. Is that bad? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's typical for Texas.
0: It is some crazy weather today here in the DMV area because we are pushing 80. And apparently it's going to go right back down into the 50s tomorrow. So it is... Strange times, strange times happening that it's February and all this is going on, but it is what it is. But folks, we are here. It's another week in wrestling, and we are coming off the heels of Elimination Chamber, which seems to have been the big topic of the week because we are a good uh, four or five days removed from it now. And I still see people going around in circles about that main event and whether WWE did the right thing or not. So we are going to open the show with what seems to be the biggest topic on people's tongues this week. And it's very simple. Should Sami Zayn have been made the WWE champion in Montreal this past Saturday night? Because people seem to have very strong feelings about this. That they, they dropped the ball. It was now or never. It could, they can never recapture this moment. And WrestleMania and the Tribal Chief be damned... Sami Zayn should have been made champ. So so this is what we're going to do. Damian, you haven't been here since the end of last year. So let's let you start out. Get in here first. Thoughts on Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn, and the WWE title
1: picture. Yes, in my opinion, Sami should have won the belt, but only because it was in Montreal, Mm -hmm. not because he was garnering so much support from the IWC. And it could have been done in, in a in a way, where Jay Uso super kicks Roman by accident, or like Roman wants to use a chair, Jay super kicks the chair on the Roman's head. He's knocked unconscious. Sammy crawls over, not knowing what happened, gets the three count, loses the title on Monday, just to take it away as a transitional champion, just to pull the old Zack Ryder with the Miz from WrestleMania a few years back. And I think that would have been the perfect dovetailing to the story while still keeping the bloodline suspicions going as a secondary story. And you don't lose the Cody versus Roman Mega Clash at WrestleMania. But had it been at any other location, let's say Nebraska or South Carolina? No, it went down exactly as it should have. Only... The only difference I would have had was change it just because it's in Montreal. That's about it.
0: Montreal's the key for you. Okay. Here's what I'm going to throw back before we move into everybody else. I'm going to add this point. This is, my, this is my main takeaway from what you're saying. Normally, I'd agree with that kind of thinking. So I'd be yeah, whatever. I'm not so crazy about the one day title thing, but here's the thing the streak. The 900 plus day streak. Are we, are we throwing away the 900 plus days of the tribal chief for just one day of Sami Zayn this close to WrestleMania? That's the sticking point for me.
1: And, and I get that. And here's my thought. If WWE is counting down to a thousand days and making it a marketing ploy, sure. But if no one's going to keep count and he's already going to be, well, I don't even remember what San Martino's reign was if everyone wants to keep talking numbers. So it wouldn't really matter, I think, in a vacuum, only if WWE would be keeping tabs on it. If they're not keeping tabs on he's almost at 1,000, then that's different. But he's already at 900-something. What more does, does an extra, what, 18, 22, whatever amount a month before Mania, what more does that really add to the legacy or take away from? I don't think it does anything.
0: Mm, okay, sell so us, get in here next.
2: Compelling arguments from from Damien. And I, I'm a fan because if something is white hot, especially in Montreal, you want to take advantage of it. But here's the kicker: the story wasn't about Sami Zayn as this being the end of the story. And this is what you've been hearing WWE talking about on their television. Finish the story. Finish the story the story is ultimately going to finish with Cody Rhodes. And I'll say this, I'm in torn at that story is actually going to finish at WrestleMania. It may not. However, Sammy's story is going to continue to summer or during the summertime where you might see him get into that money in the bank ring That's going to build something else for his future championship run, which I do think he's going to get one of the world titles after they eventually split it, how they do it. I'm not sure, but this wasn't, the story for him to end this was the test to see is it the time for him to hold up on that main event stage possibly be that two to three month champion which we've had seen for a long time until so we had this long reign which was well due for for roman's story but this is not the end of sammy's story now would have i liked to see it maybe could have teased a, a finish in different ways to make you think that that sammy was going to win Absolutely. But I think this is the right call to keep it on Roman because this is not where Sammy's story ends with this magnitude. All
0: right. Giant Crab. I'm very curious to hear your take on this.
3: So now I'm not completely ver- I'm not well versed in the backstory. So hmm. did they make um, mention of the fact that he's champion for nearly a thousand days? Was that not like a big all. deal that they hyped up? Not at all. So then why should important. I care about that? So so that's the thing. If if they were out there selling t shirts, Mr. 1000, whatever, right. whatever, whatever, uh, you know, then that would be one thing. Since they didn't, I think that you do kind of move on the baby face. Now, I'm gonna contradict myself and say the match is Cody versus Roman. Right. That is the match. That's always gonna be what the match should be. It would be disingenuous to bring cody back do all the things set him up and then sell the pay-per-view as cody versus sammy now granted that is what it would be for the more than casuals that have been following the story waited with bated breath can the underdog do it but realistically the story that they were selling and even in the even in the fever pitch like sammy went to cody for advice Mm -hmm. or, or whatever on raw for some reason um you know they they were still selling this story as Sammy being the third wheel. I don't think they anticipated Sammy getting as hot as he did of course not. and I think that obviously that's what they kind of had to move on. but this is what we saw was the limits of their wiggle room hmm. uh because the story always is and always would have been Cody versus uh Roman reigns now. Should Sammy be champion, and that's that's the million that's the billion dollar question i I think he should. and the reason why is because you don't have this story uh that night in Montreal organically happen like that uh just to not have it squared they could have they could have written Sammy off. he was injured, maybe he comes back next time they're in Canada or whatever because you know it, it's Roman it's a tribal chief and also. It's wrestling. They can write the story whatever they want. So you know, would it, they kept Cody away from Sammy so that Cody doesn't get booed out of the gym. That was smart. They could have reversed it and kept Sammy out of the picture by having Roman murder him for real, you know, and kept him <laughs> off the shelf until Money in the Bank. You know, maybe he comes back in July with that raucous British crowd in a big five pay per view. You know, maybe he wins Money in the Bank and challenges Roman that night. Or challenges Cody that night, but that's also the thing too. Uh, Would the thousand days come before, or after WrestleMania? I don't know. Uh, if it's before, then who cares if he loses at WrestleMania? If it's after, It'll be out, he he just passed nine hundred. Right. So mm-hmm. if okay. okay, right. So hundred days is three more months. Um, you know, three months and change. Right. You Yeah, know, three months and two weeks. Yeah. So, so we're looking at if he just passed nine hundred days, and we're starting March. Then we're talking all of March, all of April, all of May, and then into June,
0: yeah, early summer.
3: Yeah, so we're so we're talking, you know, well before the Fourth of July. would, he, would his thousand uh, shows celebration, thousand days celebration be? So that's not even the plan. I, I think that there was room for Sammy to uh, to gain the belt, have his month of the sun, um, and then drop it to Cody. It, he could have dropped it in a three way match. He could have dropped it in you know some other stipulation match. Cage match, hell in the cell, you know, man of the moon, money on the roof, <laughs> whatever they want to do. They'll come up with something and, and sponsor it by Martin Mountain, Mountain Dew. God it. You know, do it. But I, I really think that that was an opportunity that WWE didn't capitalize on because they had the vision. And the bigger picture is Cody versus Roman full stop. Um, and, and to be in and going to contradict myself again, because that's what they've been selling you since he came back. You know that they can't, they can't. The the bigger fish is Cody versus Roman. At the end of the day, no matter how you slice it, the bigger fish is Cody versus Roman, and we don't know when they're going back to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. That's also awesome, because Sammy's not walking into Saudi Arabia with a championship because he's not walking to Saudi Arabia. So that's true. Thing that has to be considered. You know, not knowing what that's going to be. Um, you know, for for Roman to lose so much, for Sammy to have it to be a transitional champion, uh, is disingenuous to all parties. That's not the match that Cody wants. That's not the, the that's not the loss that Roman should take. That's not the championship reign that Sammy should have. Uh, it's not a pity party. He 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 should he should win it because he should win it, not because he deserves it because he earned it. And I don't think in this moment is his time to earn it. So I think in in retrospect they they may have actually made the right move, but they, but there is still space. You can't deny Sammy too much longer. He is still, there is still space for him at the top um, of the card where he can still sneak in there. Maybe win money in the bank in London. Maybe, you know, come through uh, SummerSlam in August. Uh, you know, maybe about Survivor Series. We've reset the table enough where it's Sammy versus uh, the champion, assuming that it's Roman or Cody. Um, I don't think all is lost, but, it, you know, obviously you can't have it both ways. And I and I do think that they, uh, I hate to give it to credit, but they made the right move. Damn, yeah, th-
0: that's that's kind of like where I'm at. Is my thinking is it's not that Sammy isn't right for the title. It's not that he shouldn't be champion. It's a victim of time and place. Mm-hmm. And the yep. whole we're a month before Mania. We have a story with Cody Rhodes that was st- straight up set up the night after WrestleMania last year where he made it clear, I am here to win the title that my father never won. They started that damn story. year And he didn't mention Roman specifically, but Roman was champ then. He's champ yep. now. So yep. the goal for Cody has been the title yep. from the beginning, since he showed up. Sammy, meanwhile, was using the bloodline, you know, to save his own ass and protect his position on SmackDown and not get beat up. And his story is more so with the bloodline, in general hell his story is more so with jay uso and jay not trusting him and finally winning him over and he was always more centered in with that roman was above all that and defending the title against other people so as far as the bloodline goes i look at sammy and i see jay uso right across from him as like his main story of the past few months i think yeah in the end it really comes down to it's just a matter of time and place and yes, Montreal would have been great. And yes, it'd be you know, your typical storybook thing of, oh my God, he won the title in his hometown and all this. But immediately the problem would be, how are we getting it off It That's not our WrestleMania. And I don't see them completely change in WrestleMania just because of Sami Zayn in Montreal. Now, if it had been like in May, if it had been a different time in the calendar, if it if this long streak of a title reign wasn't going on, then I think it's a completely different story, but it's just this specific set of circumstances, I think are what make it weird. I don't know. that That's where it jumps out to me. And I think Sammy this summer, this summer, maybe next fall. Yeah. I think they can, they can kind of circle back to it. I think, especially if Roman goes away for the summer, then he comes back later on and, you know, relaunches things to get his belt back and all this, there's, there's meat on the bone here, but I think it's just a victim of, circumstance with where we are right now
1: well that's true because think about it uh jamal said it first Crab said it first where no one expected this to be a thing with Sami Zayn, right we, but then all of a sudden now we're comparing it to kofi and and db and you know the little underdog that could kind of thing uh that's why there's still going to be meat on the bone yeah but i think jamal hit the nail on the head when he said have him win Money in the Bank. Have them cash it in on a UK crowd. The UK is gonna love if that happens. They're gonna go ballistic yep. at Money in the Bank if that happens. Yep. Which, if you, I, I, I do listen to other podcasts about wrestling, and, and apparently that's what everyone's thought process is. Is cool. He had his moment in Montreal. Remember the time when he debuted and separated his shoulder?
2: Oh my, Cena him. Yep.
1: In his hometown, or was it, or either that or Calgary? So he still lost. So this isn't, you know, a precedent. When Vince was in charge, they were still booking people to lose in their hometown. This isn't new. Uh, I just think they, this isn't a lightning in a bottle situation. I think it's a matter of Sammy really coming into his own as a sports entertainer. And he won me over last year by getting Wee Man and them over at WrestleMania, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. having that kind of a match and still making people have fun. And he's that kind of person. If Even if you take the person himself outside of wrestling, you know, all of his charity causes, opening schools in Syria, really decent human being, which in reality, sometimes we don't get enough of. So I get why. Some people think, oh, the flicker's out already, but because Sammy has made himself relevant, mind you, not because KO did it first, but because he used KO almost as a launching pad, because typically it's the other way around. Like KO beat the crap out of Sammy and then get rewarded, and now we see it in the inverse. So I honestly believe that this whole thing with the bloodline is a beautiful story. And one other wrinkle that just came to my mind, when Triple H took over, Uh, creative. Didn't WWE start to book writers who had a hand in writing movies with long-term storylines in terms of over a long period of time, like for sequels? So Mm -hmm. this might be up that alley if we really think about it. This is very Godfather-ish. We all know that. At least I think a lot of us know that. And I'm enjoying the ride. But for Sammy to be thrust in the middle of it when he was originally supposed to be a joke says a lot about the performer.
2: It does, too. And and I want to throw this out there, too. Is this similar situation where he lost the same when Drew lost just a couple of months ago, right? Drew was in his hometown, and you thought, oh, can Drew win the belt in this hometown? This is the perfect opportunity. This is his real moment that he had that he never had at WrestleMania when he won the title for the first time because that was during COVID. And this is a similar way. Or would you guys say it's different? Between the two comparisons, once again, I know we're in WrestleMania season right now, mm-hmm. but when you talk about just the scenario setup, where like you kind of mentioned, Damian trying to win in your hometown and it doesn't happen, is very similar.
1: Absolutely right. The difference I
0: would see here is Drew, at least, was he was specifically going after Roman Reigns in the WWE title. Mm-hmm. Sammy, kind of the way Sammy's story is gone he's like fallen into this position of challenger yep. with them yep. turning on him and, you know, him trying to get back at them. But like I was saying earlier, his story is so much more involved with the Usos at its core. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, it's so easy to segue him out of this now into, look, you and Kevin Owens are in a team up. Now yep. you're going to, your job in this story of taking down the bloodline is with the Usos. Cody's story is going to be taking down Roman Reigns and together, the three of you are going to take them down completely. That, Or at least, you know, that's the goal I think they're going to sell WrestleMania on is the three of them as a unit trying to take down take everything the bloodline has from the beginning. Six minutes go, tag team match coming. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be doing those all over the place. Yes. Going back that's... to what Davey had said earlier about the whole, you know, he can hold it for one night and then we just go, you know, right back. And just the first thing that jumps out to me when I hear that is just like, I'm sure the people that were so dead set on, he should win the title and they can just take it off him. They would be the first ones throwing a fit. If he lost it the next night, that that doesn't do him justice. That doesn't, you know, that makes the title reign meaningless. It's just, they just threw him a bone and it just, you know, it, it discounted everything he did in his hometown. I really think the people who want are pushing that as an idea would not have been happy with that. Once it happened, they would have been the first ones complaining. I think.
1: I mean, but also we've had this happen in the women's division before where Sasha lost or now Mercedes lost her belt every time she defended it for the first right. time. So right, this wouldn't right. have been unprecedented and, and people, yes, they complained as they tend to do, but did the ships should sink? No. Did everything still no. go down the road, down the, down the boat, merrily, merrily? Yeah. So this wouldn't have been much of a big deal at least in my opinion. This isn't a Daniel Bryan situation. This isn't a Kofi Kingston situation, in my opinion. I think they're all separate, to be quite honest. And yes, people would have been upset that he lost the title or lost the match itself. I think what most people are more upset about is that this was a one-and-done potentially, and then he goes down a couple of notches, and then he's out of the main event picture, whereas Drew is still simmering around upper-mid card main event area where people are finally seeing el generico Sami Zayn in the main event picture and then he goes back down to the mid card as a joke act and i think a lot of people are worried about that in particular more so than him i want to say long term losing the title match to roman
0: okay yeah that's the thing it's like I think there's still a lot of people who are reliving the trauma of years of, oh, you got your shot, you're done. And it's like, that's not necessarily the case anymore. We're in in a different era now. This is a different regime. And I don't think Sammy's getting, you know, kicked to the curb, especially hell, if if things happen like we think they're going to happen, and him and Kevin Owens' main event night one of WrestleMania, it's like, you ain't getting kicked to the curb. (laughs) You're still in a very prime
3: position here. Well, yeah, but but then again, uh, I I can understand that argument because if you went from, uh, you know, middling, you know, to to what I said as we ended last year, Sami Zayn really carried this storyline and brought it to the Mm -hmm. next level. Um, So he is just as integral into, you know, giving this thing another set of legs. So the payoff should be him winning uh, the world championship because that's, Clearly, the way this would have to go, so I can't imagine, you know, our hero at the end of the day settling for a co-championship, mm. you know, and that, that's 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 where it feels like a bit of a letdown. That's where it feels like, mm, but it was right there, and you didn't do it. I mean, and that's the thing. Uh, whether it was you know uh, circumstance or not, he's the last two shows, the pay-per-view and the night before were in his hometown. Right. Yeah. With his best friends in their hometown, mm-hmm. versus the guy. I mean, and then of course, and they did the whole thing. Uh, they brought his wife out there, uh, you know, and 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 all of that. So he got beat up in front of his family, and uh, they really played <laughs> in all of the all of the heartstrings, <laughs> and you really want to root for this guy. And there was a stunned crowd. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you would have thought the Trudeau got shot. You know, with the way they were, um, you know, just in awe of what the finish was. Uh, because for a moment, those people actually believed that Sammy was going to walk away with the belt. And that's, of course, what you want in storytelling. And it didn't, end, it didn't end up the way that the crowd wanted. It didn't end up the way that a lot of people online wanted. But, but then again, this is just a bullet point in the bigger picture. This is one page at the end of one chapter in this big-ass 75-year history of WWE anthology and there's still room down the road to grow. He didn't really fall down the ladder, Sammy saying. He's still a rung or two from the top. Yeah. Now, I don't think that they should do um, you know, Kevin and Sammy in the uh tag team championships. I I think that's a, you know, that's not it. Sammy did what he did. Not necessarily not all by himself, but more to the point of, you know, he cut his own teeth. He made his way. He is the the centerpiece in this in this thing, and to share that with Kevin is kind of like, eh, well, we've seen that before. But what I think they should do is revisit it down the road. Um, hell, you know, maybe Cody wins on night one. Maybe, but then again, Sammy already lost, so you know that's also a thing too. But you know, but everybody loses at, at some point. I, I, I'm not saying the he doesn't have to fall far. He didn't fall far from this. You know, if just because he didn't win at his hometown or the thing that coincidentally set it up to be awesome, doesn't mean he got buried. Uh, you know, money in the bank is still a thing. Um, you know, Survivor Series definitely a thing, and then a uh, SummerSlam is definitely a thing. There's definitely room to fit Sammy Zayn in there. Um, but you know, fans are fickle. Because how would that temperature change if Cody wins? Because this isn't about a thousand days, you know, it never was. So if Cody wins before that 1000 day mark happens, you know, is that a reason for, for Roman to even keep the belt? Because Cody didn't do it this time doesn't mean he can't do it down the road as well. You know, and you can always do a multi-man match later on. But so what what is it? They're not selling us on Roman cementing his place in history because he's already 200 something days more than Bruno. You know, something crazy like that. So if we're talking
0: toward- Pedro Morales is the next one if he gets past a thousand. So right.
3: So if we're talking, you know, if we're talking numbers and they're not, then are we, you know, is that is that good enough reason for him to keep the belt at WrestleMania? Because everybody talks about the WrestleMania moment where only one person can have it.
0: Yeah. Very. Does that go
3: to Cody Rhodes? And then if it does go to Cody Rhodes, then what for him? Like he's done it. Like he he came back to do the thing that he's going to do, and he did it. You know, now what?
1: This reminds me of when WWE pre-booked the once in a lifetime with Cena and The Rock, where they had it planned out for a whole year. They weren't going to deviate from the plan. So when Cody came back and he cut that promo on Raw the day after WrestleMania last year, that was the plan this entire time. So in reality, they've stuck to the script it's it just so happens again the performer that is Sami Zayn is the asterisk now attached to that and do they split the belts and i, I don't want to i don't want to guest book here but they've got to find a way to eat, to profit off of this i'm going to i'm going to use a business you know a business thought process <laughs> how can wwe make this more profitable All right more more sammy merch sammy sammy plushies <laughs> You know, like the little stuffed buddies or whatever the case may be, or Sammy replica belts with a little um what what those things called? The Kango hats back in the day, mm-hmm. something like that to market. You know, I sound stupid, but remember they, they had a fiend belt for like three thousand dollars. So nothing is out <laughs> of the ordinary for WWE. So I think for that standpoint, more so than fan backlash, I would be taking a look at potentially getting Sammy a belt that isn't the tag team championships somehow, some way.
0: Well, they got six weeks between now and WrestleMania. And I think we're definitely going to see some moving pieces between now and then. Because Lord knows they have not made official anything about the tag team titles yet. We just got him and KO trying to get together. But right now, Kevin Owens wants nothing to do with him. Hell, we have not even had Cody and Roman Reigns in the same ring yet, which I'm waiting to see how that dynamic comes off. We've only had Com- uh, Wiseman and, and Cody mm-hmm. and Heyman. Exactly. We have not had Cody and the Tribal Chief. So that, there are moving pieces in play. We, we know a lot of what WrestleMania looks like right now, but we don't know the whole picture. So but like you said, six weeks
2: is a long time for six weeks, though. Yeah,
0: yeah, there's chairs that can be moved around still, if need be. Yeah. All right. Well, folks, that's our first half of the show. We are going to have our commercial. And then when we get back after that, we got to talk about AEW. We're going to talk about MJF and how he is doing as champion and also about the never-ending surprises that keep coming from Tony Khan. So stay with us, folks. Your Big Gold Belt Wrestling podcast continues right after this.
1: Are you a fan of all things media? Are you a fan of professional wrestling and sports? Then you need to check out Big Gold Belt Media. We're the ultimate destination for all things entertainment and media, with the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of the aforementioned entertainment realm. Our team of dedicated journalists and analysts will bring you exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. And we're not just an online destination. We attend live events, conventions, bringing you behind-the-scenes access and exclusive content that you're not going to find anywhere else. Plus, you can show your support for our brand by subscribing to our Patreon, patreon.com biggoldbelt. Join the Big Gold Belt Media community today and stay ahead of the game. Follow up on all our social media platforms at Big Gold Belt for the latest updates and exclusive content. Whether you're a diehard wrestling, sports, nerd culture fan, or just a casual like some people, Big Gold Belt Media has everything you're going to need to stay informed and entertained. So what are you waiting for? Check us out today at BigGoldBelt.com. That's BigGoldBelt.com.
0: All right, folks, we are back for our second half. And as we like to do each and every week here on the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast, we kick off the second half with Giant Crab yep. and his indie wrestling spotlight.
3: Uh, so tonight, this week, we're going to go out west to San Francisco. Out there in mm. California, it's West Coast Pro, uh, the West Coast Best Coast—really debatable title. I mean, I'm <laughs> not gonna lie to you, but, <laughs> but that is the name of the show, West Coast Best Coast, and, and I'm to and want to spotlight it because the car looks amazing, and that's why the show is sold out. Yeah, you, know, you can't even get tickets. Don't worry about. It. You know, good Already for, good for them. Out. Good for them for selling out. Um, you know, good for good for them. Uh, you know, we want to see more indie shows sold out. That's why we do this. We want you to go out there. And taking some live wrestling. But the only way that you're going to see this show, if you don't have tickets already, is on independentwrestling.tv. Uh, the show is March 4th uh, in San Francisco, and that is at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. in the real time zone, the East Coast. But <laughs> you have uh, Titus Alexander versus Nick Wayne, uh, Tabers, Ladders, and Chairs for the West Coast Pro Championship. That's going to be nuts. Thatcher versus Mike Bailey. That's going to be nuts. Uh, Vinny uh, Massaro versus Ricky Champagne. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, just the whole the card looks ridiculous. It's definitely worth staying up late. Revolution is the next night, so you don't have to worry about that. It's uh, March fourth, March fourth, March the fourth, uh, seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. Uh, Eastern. Uh, that's nine days and some change from now. You can watch it on Independent or if you already have your tickets, you already know uh, to be out there in San Francisco for West Coast Wrestling Show. West Coast, best coast, very debatable title, but uh, (laughs) a hell of a card. And that's the independent spotlight for this week.
0: Awesome, awesome. Always good to have some indie action going on. Some of us, myself and 2 chains, were down at a, the final PW Vibe show this past week here in D.C. And they absolutely tore the house down at D.C. Brow. So lots of good stuff happening on the indies as we're heading into uh, the spring. And of course, got California out there. They'll, they'll be having tons of shows come uh, the end of March. So lots of lots of action happening as warmer months are approaching So get out there and see some live wrestling folks because there's all kinds of people out there working all kinds of shows. So there's no shortage of people to check out these days on the indie wrestling scene. So as we switch gears here, Giant Crab brought this one up. And I think we've definitely been talking about it for a while. Just how things have been going since the fall with MJF as AEW champion. And we're a couple weeks out now from revolution with daniel bryan i mean right brian danielson i gotta correct <laughs> my head brian yes, danielson yes, yes. challenging for the title in the iron man match at revolution and it begs the question and i'd seen it from a few people how is this mjf run going and is it possibly a reason already to switch gears are are the tires already running flat this quickly into the run. Damien, I see you already nodding up there. So, so just jump right in. Let's hear it.
1: Not only are the tires about to go flat and burst, but they're balding very quickly. In my opinion, Uh, the I'm over it. I, I think I told you on social media last night. I watched dynamite for the first time in a long time. This was the first time I turned off an MJF promo. Probably since his indie days. And I I just, I thought about this. I thought, is it Brian's fault that MJF is coming across as staler than normal? Because a lot of people were over his shtick when he was going up against Punk. A lot of people were over his shtick when he won the title from, um, when he beat Moxley or something to that affinity. Um, He's not a flair type of heel. He talks trash on the mic. He's a sports entertainer. And as much as I've seen him actually wrestle on the indies, is he a five-star classic guy waiting to happen like Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson? No. Does he got it in him? I think that's the biggest key with this 60-minute Iron Man match. Is it just going to be a whole bunch of chicanery and nonsense for 60 minutes to keep the title as a chicken shit heel? And I hate to say it. He's coming across, to me, more and more... Like The Miz, every single time he comes out, just a lot more buff and a lot more younger. And he's a sports entertainer. He he actively is a sports entertainer, more so than a wrestler. And since AEW is a pro-wrestling crowd, because like three-quarters of the roster appeared for PWG, if not more, uh, so it's a pro-wrestling crowd, they're not going to be into the whole... Ravishing Rick Rude style of insulting your town, dissing the sports team, calling you fat, ugly, and whatever, whatever (laughs) insult you want to use in 2023. You know who that reeks of? That reeks of Edge. That reeks of Edge's title runs back in WWF slash E, where he was a chicken shit heel. And I'm not saying they're the same on the mic. I'm Mm -hmm. saying the way they're going about it. It seems as if MJF is actually just a transitional champion. Now, do I foresee them actually pulling the trigger, giving it to Brian? No, because they've had that opportunity. I think there's going to be something bigger with the uh, Blackpool, Blackpool Combat Club and Brian going down the road. I see that being a thing. But if, you had to, if I had to rate it, 1 to 10, this has been a 2. Mm. Ooh,
0: harsh words. Mm. Okay, who's going next?
2: I mean, I'll go next, and I'll say this from a vantage point. I have not seen – AEW for a while however I do keep up with it then even as I'm hearing Damien I'm thinking to myself is it anything that I'm listening to wants to cue me back to see how this title run is going and I, I, I'm a MJF fan I, I like it and I, right now I feel like crap is like do I care because <laughs> it's nothing in there for me to care about me getting back in there now you said something interesting Damien and I think this is very good to touch on MJF, where he was in the Indies, is mm-hmm. not where he is as a top person, quote unquote, in AEW. Right. And if you have a pro wrestling crowd like AEW, you don't need to talk and do a 20-minute promo to tell yourself for a match. They want to see you do the match and talk about how good you are at wrestling, which is a difference than what The Miz does in WWE to tries to sell you a story through his conversation, which leads to a match which WWE is more on that Hollywood gimmick of what type of entertainer you can be. Now, am I seeding those feeds into him going to WWE? Yes, but I'm not saying he's going to be in the WWE or fits that mode either. But right now, he's not fielding what that mojo should be for the top person in AEW. And I think AEW, that's where they're struggling. Whoever is their top person needs to be, what's your gimmick, what's your theme, what's your vision? is for your company and I think AEW is still
3: struggling in that area right now and MJS not the person oh. okay So okay so there's there's two things with this uh, number one uh, Max Friedman is the same guy that I saw in Creator Pro mm. all them years ago the gimmick really hasn't evolved since then Correct. Uh, some would argue that it doesn't have to okay cool some would argue that it has slightly. But see, here's the thing. Uh, if you tell me that you're the worst person in the world, you're so bad, you're irreproachable, you you are uh, just absolute human debris, why would I care about any of your stories? The story that he told last night was that he lost his girl, lost things that he loves, and the only thing that he loves is the championship. Why would I give a shit about what you love if I hate you? I mean... Does that make him an effective heel? Well, not to me, because I think he's boring. Because again, he tells a very long-winded story about things that I don't particularly care about. Oh no, Brian has kids. I'm going to talk to them. Well, don't talk to my kids, because they're my kids, and people can't talk to kids. Okay. Well, Brian has concussions. No shit, he has concussions. Friedman is going to separate his shoulder, reaching for that low-hanging fruit every Mm -hmm. single goddamn time. Every single time, it's the same thing. What's that one thing that you know about a person that we're just going to dig into? And the reason why people ooh and ah about it is because well, he actually said the thing that we've been saying on the internet for ever. So why am I impressed by that? So he called out Brian for having, um, you know, concussions and that he's selfish for uh, not neglecting his family and not and not wanting to uh, in, instead of wrestling. You know, he's in the ring. Risking life and limb for what? When he could be at home playing with his kids. Why would I care about you saying that? Uh, It just, it doesn't make sense to me that they're trying to, he's trying to convince me on an emotional level that I should care about somebody that I'm not supposed to like. So there's that. Can he work? Well, I was at four gear uh, and him and Darby stole the show. So I know that he has it in him. I don't know if he has 60 minutes worth of it in him and Brian's going to either. And this is point number three. CM Punk said it. You're a low rate Miz, and people went, "Oh shit, he's right." Mm-hmm. Ricky Stark said it. Well, I dress better than you, and your gimmick is is Burberry everything, right? And people went, "Oh shit, he's right." <laughs> and what did he do with Ricky Starks? Oh, well, you used to be in, T- in NWA, so you need to go back there because you suck again. Low hanging fruit, right? Uh, what did he say about you know CM Punk? Well, you left me, and uh, you left us all because of whatever bullshit you had in WWE 25 years ago. Again, low-hanging fruit. He says about Brian, his concussions and CTE, low-hanging fruit. So what next? What's going to be the next thing? Uh, I guess it's going to be more low-hanging fruit. So the thing about Friedman is, and this is why I I asked the question, he's the guy holding the belt that's driving the bus towards the pay-per-view. He's the champion. Whether you like him or you don't, He's still the person that you want to see either get his comeuppance or win it, depending on what side of the fence you're on. Okay, cool. I don't give one squirt of possum milk about what Friedman's going to do today, tomorrow, or the day after, because I don't care about him as a person. Now, full disclosure, I'm not a promo guy. I watch wrestling for the wrestling. I don't watch sports for the pregame show. I don't watch sports for the postgame show. Start the start the bell, raise the flag, ring you know, drop the puck, tip the ball, whatever Mm -hmm. you got to do. Let's get the game on. So I already don't care about promos, and that's more. And his gimmick is more promo than wrestling. I think in general, we said that Adam Page wasn't that guy, and the reason why he wasn't that guy was because he had this identity crisis, and I I don't have time to care about that. Uh, you know, whether I personally hate him, but you know, people like Moxley, but he's already been champion two or three times already, and that's kind of a thing that we need to move away from. They tried to do it with with punk, and that didn't work out because his brome is uh, his bones are mad out of Ritz Cracker. So they gave it to you know Friedman, who's the young guy, he gets over with the crowd. But this is the question: how much of that is Friedman's fault, and how much of that is AEW's mm. inability to book a competent. Good point. Good point. I don't care who you are. Unless you're writing your own program, AEW will not book a championship reign for you. Mm. Every championship reign they've had, where where the company is is leading the charge, has fallen flat after an initial win. Where is Jade? Physically, where is she? Get the milk cartons out. We yep. don't know. What's her? What's what she? What does she have going on? Uh, who's the women's champion? Jamie Hater. Well, she's involved in this uh, WWE-type uh, feud between the OGs and the homegrowns that we've seen before. Okay, cool. Who's the TNT champion? Smart Joe. do we care? Okay, no, because he's going to fight Warlow again, because we haven't seen that before, and it was underwhelming at that time. Oh, that's right. Warlow got his head ponytail shaved off, and uh, his, that meant a lot to his father. Like, he's fucking Samson. I don't care. Uh, uh, Who is the tag team champion? Oh, the Acclaim. Uh, the claim lost to the guns I mean, that nobody about cares Gun about. club <laughs> uh, which i i good for them they're actually one of the better heels in the company people really don't like them as they shouldn't but the claims got a rematch clause and they're going to have an eight man tag uh, for the championship eight four way quadruple box cubed match at the pay-per-view <laughs> none of these none of these uh, feuds that are going to culminate the pay-per-view are worth $50 and leading the charge of that for the past, well, definitely month, but they're going to kick it in the overdrive between this week and next week. Is Max Friedman? Yep. Does Max Friedman? And and I'm saying this objectively because I already know you know where, where my uh, you know loyalties lie with my wallet. Does Max Friedman versus Daniel Bryan for an hour scream fifty dollars to you? No, nope, not at all. The way they built this pay per view, it does not to me. It doesn't make sense for the story. You you beat up his mentor, and
0: in his comeback is instead of I want to beat your ass, like, I'm going to wrestle you for an hour after what you did to William Regal. Okay.
3: Just, no, yeah, he's going to do the same story that he did with Cody. I'm going to put you through my your Herculean trials. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're going to do the same story that Jericho did. Well, I'm going to put you through Thank my Herculean the trials, trials. and mm-hmm. then he does that story again. And you can hear in the background somebody peeling the hell out. To get the hell away from this pay per view, <laughs> they're Tokyo drifting so away from much, this pay per view into yes. the summer already. There's yes,
0: there is a lot of stuff just being rehashed and recycled that we've seen over and over again. And like I said, whether it's the different angles or whether it's just we've seen the same shtick from MJF, yep. For you know, those of us have seen from the indies, it's the same shtick. So there's the newer fans that just know him from AEW, but. Yes, he's a good promo, and yes, he can speak, but it's the same shtick that we've seen for years now. <laughs> oh, you're muted. <laughs> we lost. Sorry, that yeah. If, 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 is there this you know.
3: since Rick Flair was brought up, is this Flair Steamboat? No, no. Now, no. that's the thing we already know what Brian can do. You know, we, we know what, what that looks like. We're not questioning, nobody's questioning whether or not Brian can hang an hour. The quest, the onus is on Friedman, and he's the champion. So why is it that the champion feels like an underdog in his his story six months into his reign? Right. And the reason why he feels like an underdog is because everybody in their mother knows, Stevie Wonder knows, and can see that Daniel Bryan (laughs) is a better in-ring technician than than Friedman. Mm -hmm. Because if you're telling me that he could barely hang with Darby, and he did, and that was a hell of a match, um, and then he, you know, he, he beats uh, Moxley for the championship. Okay, well, that's not the, that's not comparable either. So he's arguably facing this toughest chess, um, toughest task, and Brian, who he threw the gauntlet at, and Brian, of course, moonwalked his way into the, the championship uh, uh, picture. So he beat your four or four, four, five best, and all of a sudden, the final boss is you, and you don't feel like a final boss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he's not, and that's the, that, I think that's the whole thing. We're all com, not complaining, but bringing up. I'm complaining, God <laughs>
3: <shit>, <laughs>
1: you Fine, you're complaining and we're damn just right. pointing out the obvious. He is not a final boss type. Nope. The, I feel as if this run proves that he is not the final boss or he's nothing without, let's say, a, cl- a, a group of people, a group of, like the firm. If he would have stayed with The Firm as a cohesive unit with The Guns, I think that could have been something as a dominant shit heel faction with Big Bill as the, as the bouncer. I think that could have done something. Honestly, I think he's best hidden. I
3: think Ethan Page is, is a better heel than... Uh, since you brought up The farm, mm. uh, just specifically, because I do watch AEW arguably more than anybody here. Uh, yep. Ethan Page and Matt Hardy, for me, have the best program of the company uh, and, and yes, it's been mostly on Dark, but the way that they've been going back and forth with Hardy being subservient and uh, Isaiah Cassidy as the boy that he's kind of aloof and Ethan Page as this corporate, you know, you know tyrant, uh, boss from hell, has really played into both of their characters and it's gone really, really well. And we don't see a lot of it on Dynamite, but it is what it is. F- with Friedman, you know what you're getting. You know, I I could set, I can grill a steak and cheese right now and come back in 12 minutes and be like, <laughs> oh, is it open? Yep. And we're done. Uh... Two weeks ago, whatever it was, he told the story about how he, you know, uh, switched bodies after um, drunk driving with a girl or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. And, um. Okay, cool. So why, why would I care about that? You know, like. You were doing a thing that every 80s movie starts off with. <laughs> and you went out to look into makeout lane, you couldn't hold your nut, and all of a sudden you flipped over your car uh, 17 times and then, you know, you blamed it on the girl. That's, you know, wouldn't in, that in be coma.
1: something a face tells as a story to get sympathy?
3: Right. So why why would I how is that relevant to the championship? Correct. Right. Correct. Unless they right. bring out this chick in like, you know, uh, her casket. You know, Katie. Vick. I, dude, she's
0: gonna be a Daniel O'Brien's corner in her wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, unless, this, they, unless <laughs> her name was Katie Vick, which I thought that was what he was gonna say.
3: It was. Um, oh, I don't know no. why I would care. Like emotionally, I don't. I'm not supposed to like you. I don't care about you.
1: Yeah, it's apathy. It's not. Yeah. Boo. It's apathy at this point. And I think
3: and, go ahead, part man. of the problem is that the fans, and this is y'all. This is you fault. I'm talking to y'all that you know that out there support this bullshit. Stop cheering the heels because you think that you're smarter than the business.
1: Mm.
3: Stop that shit.
2: Huge point. Huge point. That is,
3: point. that is the biggest detriment uh, to how storytelling it goes because Khan keeps giving this guy an open mic in 20 minutes when he could have had another woman's match because you guys take to the internet immediately after and goes, that was Shakespearean. No, it wasn't. He repackaged the same damn thing. Set it in a put it in a different setting mm-hmm. and you guys are eating it up. It's soiling Green. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. it. And if you're not old enough to know what that is, then Google it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Like, also, you before, real quick,
1: Will. One, more, one more point. Yeah, yeah. Get in there. I said it before the break about him. Here is why he's Miz. Do you remember... When he wrestled John Cena at WrestleMania and he was the champion. I was there. Who cared?
2: I did. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But, 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 I know where you're going with your point. I know where you're going with your point.
1: This is very similar where Brian is the Cena in this situation. Now, don't get me wrong. We're missing the rock. You are very, very right. But he's the Cena in this situation. So you're rehashing something that came out what? 13, 14 years ago, and now we're coming back around to it, and I'm still supposed to care for the heel? Because WWE with the Miz bit with Cena, they steered into the fact that Miz don't deserve it on sure paper did. with sure the fans. Did. They steered into it. Here, Tony's trying to get us to really understand that he's detestable. He sucks. <laughs> he's, he's the kind of heel you want to beat up. No, he isn't. He's the kind of heel I want to put his face in the toilet bowl and give him a, a, a flush. When If he was like a nerd in high school. Copping He's not detestable. He's annoying. And there is a big difference of the two when it comes to being a world champion. 100%. Flair was detestable because he cheated to win and he was a good wrestler. Max ain't.
2: Ah, uh, good point. Damian, you, that's a very good point because even as I, as you told that story, I was replaying that Miz promo before the match, and that's what that promo video was. It was like, by me as the champion, you should understand why I need to be the champion. And it's the same thing they're doing with MGF, based on how you described it. Once again, I haven't seen it, but it's a direct comparison. I, I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, I think, I think that nails it. I think that nails it because the big thing is he's got the promos. That's his biggest strength. Yep. But then the wrestling... It's just there. And then oh. the problem with that now is the wrestling's just there, and we're getting to the point that we've heard the promos for too long.
3: So what's left then? 60 it's minutes? Just, Oof. Yeah. It's going to be something else. Now, it's going to be me, something else. Let me ask else. you this. Because, it, because it's going to go either way. Uh, you know They're going to have the match, and it's going to go 60 minutes. If Friedman doesn't absolutely have the match of his life... <laughs> And and I mean and I mean and I mean it. he needs to, this needs to be the greatest thing that he's ever done in the ring. If he does that, then maybe just maybe he'll be worthy of the bullshit that he talks. But then the stuff yeah. that he says isn't really relevant to wrestling. It's just about him outside of the ring, and who cares? Um, if he does not have an absolute barn-burning classic, I don't know how long people will stomach him as the champion. Not because he shouldn't, not because he's a heel. Mostly because, eh, I apathy. don't care anymore. Like you
0: said, it's apathy. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to turn into. All right, we'll see what happens. A couple of weeks away from that one, folks. So our last quick topic the the surprise of last night. We had another Tony Khan. <laughs> this, one, this one was a uh, major announcement. I think it was. It wasn't a huge announcement. It was a major announcement which ended up being the announcement of the reality show, AEW All Access, which will be starting in March. We didn't get an exact date. It will be following Dynamite. It's going to be kind of a different, they're going to follow different people around. They're going to start out with Adam Cole and uh, Britt Baker, but they also mentioned uh, Tay Conti and uh, Sammy Guevara. They mentioned Eddie Kingston. They mentioned a bunch of different names, I guess different people that will, be featured on it. And probably Tony Khan himself doing the reality show thing. And he to say that was received. It seemed. I'll I'll say lukewarm might be being generous (laughs) for how this news was received. People were just kind of like, okay, that's, that's the latest surprise from AEW. This is, you know, seems like every, maybe every month or month to six weeks, we seem to get one of those. Right. So the question is, crab uh brought it up earlier in our little group chat is there really a surprise that aew could drop on us that would really be a surprise that would really be like oh you know something something big that's really you know at least from our perspective personally that would be something i know what mine is i'm gonna wait but crab how about you getting your first is so it was your idea let, let, let's let hear your, your thoughts on this real
3: quick uh i'll make it quick and and i'll just say that if AEW were to, if, if if the news came out that AEW filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission to buy WWE, oh. I that would be an actual surprise. Be a uh, damn and, of bomb. Not, not in the Shane McMahon appearing in Panama City surprise, but I mean that, like, at press conference, uh, everybody's there, and we see Tony Khan in a Jaguar suit uh, <laughs> And whether it's a suit made of actual Jaguar or... (laughs) Oh, God. Or, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, whatever, the logo. uh, Him walking into Titan Tower in Stanford across the street from where they taped Jerry Springer and going into the building and setting up a... Seeing Tony Khan and Vince McMahon on the same screen as Mm -hmm. they both signed letters of intent for the sale from one to the other would be... An unfathomable announcement. Yeah, for for a number of different reasons that we can get into later. But good lord, the I'd,
0: I'd call that biggest surprise of all time if that happened. Hell, never mind. Huge surprise. Sellas, how about you go next?
2: Um, I was thinking two things here, but I I'm gonna go say the one biggest surprise is that they go bankrupt um yep. oh. AEW, AEW goes bankrupt <laughs> opposite um so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go opposite um which causes them to basically end their promotion um that would be something surprising for me which you think they won't go bankrupt because of who's behind it with the cons but we go bankrupt kind of kind of like a, a XFL type from <laughs> yep. the first season with Vince McMahon trying to do that before they got repackaged twice that that's my biggest surprise well, since it. you
1: two took the ones I was going to say, thank you. I'm going to just pick something low tier, which would, to me, would be a general surprise, is if they have Jade Cargill win the world's heavyweight championship.
3: Mm. Oh, that would be a surprise. No, no, no. Yes. would that be? An announcement, though. What would the announcement be that Khan would make that justifies her wrestling
1: for for the world heavyweight championship?
3: Got it. Okay. Got it. Because
1: she's the undefeated. Same.
0: Saying that she's so damn good, she could take on MJF. Uh, The
3: heavyweight title knows no gender. It's just heavyweight. And if Jade's over 225, she should be able to uh, make it work. For a promotion on
0: that level to do it, it's only uh, Impact's really done it on a national level. And they can get away with
3: it because nobody watches Impact.
0: Yeah. So, I don't know. I was thinking more like, Feasible things that could possibly happen. And Lord knows we've heard forever, you know, people saying, well, well, if they announced a streaming deal and like a streaming deal to me would be big, but specifically for me, for me, for it to be big, I would need to hear. They have a streaming deal with a specific platform that already exists, not them starting a service, not that we're going to be on honor club. None of that. (laughs) It have to be comparable to WWE and Peacock. You know something like that where they're going on an established thing that people already have and they're gonna be added to it where it guarantees them an audience from the jump. That's what I would want to hear. Yeah. and honestly, it probably have to be for to be big to me, it'd have to be bigger than HBO Max because that just seems you know that's just in the same family. I just, oh you managed it. that would be you got the deal done. You tell me, oh, we're getting on Netflix or you're getting on Amazon. Yeah. then I mean, oh, that's something. That's something okay. that would get you involved with another conglomerate or something. If
1: that's the case, what if they had a deal with ESPN they're, and they're hey, on ESPN go. weekly? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Wow. Something like that. Something like that.
1: I think that would be something that would catch people out of left field because for a long time, everyone thinks Disney is going to be the one that buys WWE. But what yeah. if they just did a 180? And they said, cool, we can't get WWE. Let's get the second biggest and go over here. AEW. And then buy AEW and put it on ESPN. What the O. Then then Jericho can call himself the Ocho at this point for real. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but make it part of your regular lineup and yeah. then see what happens.
3: I think another major announcement would be announcing a world tour. Mm. Um, you know, not just you know, shows around uh, the area. Maybe they take uh, a quarter off, you know, quarter four, 2023, quarter one, 2024. And it's like, well, we are going to go around the world and we're going to do 20 cities um, in, you know, 20 weeks or whatever, uh, you know, or 20 cities in 10 weeks, you know, whatever it would be. But the bottom line is, is that it would have to be something that's truly unprecedented no. because, Saying that it's a major announcement, and the major announcement is um, the reality show that's basically roads to the Top, but obviously not Rhodes, um, is a thing. But then again, low-key, and I was going to mention this just before we get off the air anyway, uh, Ring of Honor uh, uh, is actually being taped this weekend. Um, down in Orlando, February 25th and 26th, there's uh, a 6 p.m. show, and there's a 7 p.m. show at Universal Studios. So... Uh, tickets start at twenty bucks, and you can get your tickets at rohtickets.com. But the bottom line is, is that that is a pretty damn big announcement—first ever Con of Honor tapings. And Con of Honor, I like I'm not, that
1: Con of Honor. That's I'm a not good one. sure
3: if that's bigger than like this reality show. But the bottom line is, is that if you want to be on the place where history is going to be made, that's a pretty big announcement.
1: True.
3: Now. Whether now, where, where these, and obviously these are tapings, so and they're TV tapings. We don't know where the TV's part of it comes into play, but I think that's a pretty damn big announcement that I just happened to see on Twitter earlier today. Yeah. So
0: things we have to stay tuned to as we head yeah. out of February into March, and is Revolution in two weeks? Week after next, right? Uh
3: Revolution's March fifth, so that would be next week. Next week. Next weekend. Oh, geez, it's wow.
0: sooner than we thought. Okay. So they gotta they gotta uh go into putting the final touches on that one.
3: Yeah, so, and they only have like what not- five matches booked so far. So they're gonna to throw together another ten matches, you know, <laughs> this, between the next uh three First shows, game. the two dynamites and uh and rampage and the with well, the dynamite and the two rampages over the next week. But yeah, I mean that that's and that's obviously always going to be the question, as long as they continue to do it. Um, are these shows worth fifty bucks? And if you and if you're paying for it, actually, that's the question to you. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know on social media if you've already bought Revolution and you've already planned to stream it. Uh, why? Well, what's hmm. the match that, that's that's worth your, your money? What, what, are you, what are you? What is your sixty? What is your fifty dollars getting you? I really want to know. Uh, you know. I don't plan on uh, on plan on watching it. If I do, maybe I'll go to a theater because it's cheaper. But I really want to know what's your fifty dollars get you when you when you're ordering Revolution next weekend? Yeah, good
0: question. Because Lord knows that price tag in this day and age that's 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 a premium price for pay per view, which we've yep. discussed many a time.
1: You're getting an hour of MJF. <laughs> <2020. laughs> right,
0: and that's necessary. for sure. And yeah. That is for sure. All right, gentlemen, we are at our hour. So that is time to wrap it up. The time always goes so quick when we got so much going on, but like we said, revolution coming up in a week. So sure. We'll check in about that again next week and where we are on the road to WrestleMania and who knows all what else, but everyone thanks for tuning in to your big Gold belt wrestling podcast every Thursday night, 8 PM right here, YouTube, Twitch, and on all social media platforms, dropping the next morning in podcast form on all your favorite podcast outlets wherever you pick up your podcasts the audio versions there too the following morning so thanks for tuning in folks we will see you next week and stay safe till then and we'll talk to you later